I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media, your favorite podcast, which is now available in 21 languages. That's true. Somewhere, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our premiere. Yeah. Did you did you watch the announcement? I did watch the announcement. Honestly, I thought it was fine. Should we do the Dud Ford challenge? Yeah. Let's. How many languages can we say? Uh, stay at home in like two literally two i could maybe do sign language if i tried really hard <laughs> okay but this is an audio medium sophie <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> i like i just don't understand why people thought that it was like out of the blue for him to do that that's the sort of corny shit that politicians are always doing yeah i didn't get why everybody was clowning on it it seems pretty normal to me because he sounds like shit it's like yeah well he even sounds like shit in french we know that yeah he doesn't speak any of those languages yeah uh, (laughs) honestly like not to defend dud ford here but it's like i imagine i would not sound particularly good trying to say anything in cantonese or hindi his german sounded okay Oh, well, good for him. Yeah. Shows he's of the red-faced, beer-drinking ilk. Exactly. Somewhat naturally to him. He's probably genetically got something of the vocal arrangement. I think he should have just done, like, 21 accents, like... <laughs> <laughs> just, like, English, but in different accents. I think that would have been funny and not offensive. Unless he decided to do sign language then. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> I just, like, I'm so sick of all of the messages. Like, is that supposed to be... I know it's a PSA, but it's, like, is the point of doing it in all 21 languages, it's to hammer it home, right? Yeah, like, Or I is it so. some sort of, like, bringing people together shit? I don't know. Like, it reminds me of, you know, when you go to a university and it says, like, welcome, there's, like, a banner that says welcome in, like, a bunch of different languages? Like, what's the point? Uh, they're showing that they're, like, international, I guess. I guess it's, like, why is this a relevant time to do a, a like, nod of the cap to fucking, like, the multicultural nature of Canada and especially Ontario? I feel like they're trying to, like, restart the whole movement that was like we're all in this together like they had at the beginning of the pandemic because now that people are getting the vaccine we're really seeing like the class divides yeah well thankfully (laughs) here nobody's getting the vaccine so it's true we can't we can't particularly worry about that (laughs) dud ford's gonna release his imagine cover just for, <laughs> on the one-year anniversary of Gal Gadot performing it through three fucking days oh into the pandemic. Maybe that was so funny. Fuck. <laughs> what if we had known then that things were only going to get worse? <laughs> right? Like, this is not... <laughs> it's, it's three days. Three days 
into a global pandemic and the celebrities are like, oh no, this is really bad. We got to do something to keep people's spirits high. Maybe on the <sighs> anniversary, they'll do uh, Rent Seasons of Love. <laughs> Dude, I laughed so hard when friend of the pod, Maddie, posted that her dad was listening to the Rent soundtrack. Me too. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, King. <laughs> I don't remember. I guess Seasons of Love, you just threw it back to me. Take Me or Leave Me, the yeah. the international anthem of uh, <laughs> bisexual toxic women lesbians. with BPD ever. <laughs> Kay, literally. Is Marina lesbian or bisexual? Um, The girlfriend, like the ex-girlfriend of the main character is bisexual. Right. And then she's dating a lesbian. Yeah, Joanna's a lesbian. Maureen yeah. is bisexual. Yeah, she's bisexual. That's her I whole thing. Is she's like, I can't help it that everybody wants me. <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything biphobic. It's all right there in the script already. It's written in. Adina Menzel is hot, though. It does kind of transcend orientation. To I think that. she's hot, yeah. She seems Especially... annoying, though. Oh my god, yeah. I can't imagine. Well, okay. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Girls whose whole thing is that they'll they can sing. Bad vibes. It's just off from the get go. I'm really into the downfall of anyone whose whole personality is that they can sing. Like when I found out that <laughs> Leah Michelle was like a like a horrible, horrible racist, I was like, yes. <laughs> Did you say you got cancelled on Tumblr for implying that Leah Michelle was an alcoholic? Yeah. Were you right? <laughs> I, all I said was that she seemed drunk in an interview. Okay. And everybody was like, alcoholism is a serious disease. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who was laughing now? It's so funny that people already knew to be upset about that on Tumblr in that era. It's really true what people say that like what we do on Twitter now is what was happening on Tumblr like seven years ago. Right? Mm-hmm. They were all like pretty like progressive sjw types though so i think you're just not allowed to say anything about anybody that's i guess that's just for the better (laughs) oh i also got called racist on tumblr for saying that somebody else on glee was a better singer than the black girl (laughs) yes well i was like i think naya rivera is the best singer on glee and they were like what about amber riley like you're so racist and i was like naya rivera is half black and half Latina. Is that racist of me to say that I think she's a good... I was like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, I've been on the internet for so long. I love that you can't... Uh, like, spaces in which you can't leverage any criticism against someone without it being, like, misogynist or homophobic or racist. It's like, so am I explicitly only allowed to ever criticize the actions of white men then? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That knocks a lot of players off the field, but it is what it is, I suppose. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, Yeah, we we couldn't have possibly known. I'm so glad, actually, like, I listen to that Imagine track sometimes when I'm trying to fall asleep if I wonder if anything will ever truly be the same again. Oh my god. (laughs) 
You should be thankful that Lee's off the air. God, I know. You don't want to see their pandemic storyline. <laughs> well, Grey's Anatomy has a pandemic storyline, and it's brutal. I hate it when shows that aren't, like, why did they try to write current events into shows? I know it's I don't they know. need ideas, but, like, do you really think that people who are watching Grey's Anatomy are, like, you know what would really help me enjoy this show that I'm definitely not watching is just like a form of mindless escapism if it reminded me of all the problems of my daily life. <laughs> right? Well, that's how I feel about Law & Order too. and they do like topical episodes. Like they did one where they talked about Finstas and I was like, I'm I'm all the way out. Like, <laughs> like I'm not immersed in the universe anymore. It's horrifying when you watch an episode of Law and & Order, and then you are like, there's no way anyone that evil really exists, or Criminal Minds, and then you realize it's based on a real episode, or a real... Oh my god, yeah. ...life event, and then you're like, well, okay, I guess I'm sleeping with the lights on for the rest of my waiting life. Yeah, you're like, what? I don't, I don't even <laughs> want to know what it's based on. Like, I can't. I don't think I'm unique in this, but any episodes where somebody's eating somebody else... Mm-hmm really or like using somebody else's body for um like any sort of i guess off-label use off-label what are you supposed to use someone's dead body for nothing probably besides like um ashes burying but Like, when people, like, make artifacts out of people's, like, skin and bones, like, furniture in stories, or they eat them, or, like, the episode of Criminal Minds that's based on the movie Perfume, Mm. where he's, like, trying to make the scent of a woman, so he's killing women. Oh, God. That's so disgusting. I know. It's kind of funny to think about, like, a girl-flavored tea bag. <laughs> well, Gwyneth Paltrow nailed that with that candle, her vagina candle. Okay, my boyfriend knows a girl who actually has a successful business selling candles that are molded out of her pussy. Oh, okay. It doesn't smell like it, though, right? Uh, no. Okay. But who's to say what will come for the future of her business? True. I didn't. Oh, I forgot that the vagina candle just smelled like vagina. Do you think it works though? You think if you no. have like a date? Okay, but listen. Okay, think okay. about this. Have you ever heard? This is so insane and definitely pseudoscience and kind of gross. So I'm sorry, but okay. have you ever? You know when people talk about like pheromones? Yeah. And then they're like, um. Uh, there, I read an insane Reddit thread one time where someone was, like, talking about, like, putting her finger in her pussy and then, like, applying it, like, perfume behind her ears. Ew. Disgusting. I know. But, okay, here's my theory. Do you think that if there, that holds any truth, like, the actual smelling of pheromones has to do with, like, smelling somebody's, like, I don't know, armpits or pussy or whatever, which you shouldn't be able to smell from a distance for the record. But um, that if you had someone over to your house and you lit a pussy-scented candle, that it would act like an aphrodisiac. I guess if the (laughs) synthetic pheromones, like, interacted well with that person's, but sometimes your pheromones are, like, non-compatible, right? Yes. So it might really turn them off. 
So you're saying the problem is not that the pussy candle exists, but that it's too one size fits all. Yeah, it's too generic. Do you think it was actually modeled after the smell of Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy? I think it must be like a like a scam, like a marketing ploy. I hope. Do you remember when Lady Dada released a perfume and she said it, she wanted it to smell like blood, sweat, and cum? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was iconic. Do you think she accomplished it? No, I don't think it ever came out. Do you feel like that's kind of the like Bernie bots ever every flavored beans of the perfume world where it's like nobody asked for this? We could have just stuck to things that actually smelled good. Yeah, like we didn't actually need this or want this or ask about it ever. <laughs> Do you want to hear the most dystopian thing that's ever happened? What? This that, is like this, that's a huge. <laughs> yeah, no, this <laughs> okay. is huge. This is huge. Okay. Have you heard of the show like The Masked Singer? No. Okay, it's a reality show where celebrities get dressed up in costumes and sing songs, and then judges have to guess who the celebrity is, okay? Okay. So there's a version of it called The Masked Dancer, where celebrities are in costumes, and they do dance routines, and and the judges, who are also celebrities, have to guess what celebrity it is. Okay. Okay. One like of the people. No, they like they get like hints basically. Like there's like an okay. opening sequence where they give hints about their identity and then mm-hmm. they just have to like keep guessing every week until they figure it out. Okay, okay. So one of the people that was just revealed being on the masked dancer was Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> <laughs> like the kidnapping victim. Yes. <laughs> and they guessed it right. They were like, is it Elizabeth Smart? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. Does she have an agent? Like, what? <laughs> she must. She must. Yeah. You shouldn't have to work after you live through that. No, she's like an author and like whatever. But still, like, what the fuck? That is a pretty dark timeline. I, I don't think that when she survived kidnapping, she ever thought that um, several years down the line, she'd be... But on a reality television show where people have to guess who she is based on what she dances like. Dancing in a moth costume? Like, no. Why does that show exist? I don't, I don't know. Mickey Rourke was also on it. Mickey Rourke will do anything for a dime. Yeah. Let me say that on the record. (laughs) Mickey Rourke is washed. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Mickey Rourke has so much filler. I know, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Have you ever seen the, like, Madame Tussauds wax figurine of him? Probably. I went to a wax museum last year. Did you? Yes. <laughs> years ago, maybe. <laughs> when I was in Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place it's acceptable to go to one. <laughs> and I went to Ripley's, believe it or not. That's cool. I wouldn't have gone to any of those things if I paid for them, for the record. Um, <laughs> but it was an experience nonetheless. I took a picture sitting on Jimmy Kimmel's desk, remember? I remember now, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I had to break it to someone the other day that Sarah Silverman said the N-word. And that she's technically cancelled, and it was so dark. I was like, I'm so sorry to tell you this. It's too bad. I mean, Sarah Silverman's done a lot of 
kind of bad dicey stuff. Things. Yeah. It's just too bad that she not caught saying the N word on tape. I know. Should strictly do that sort of thing and tra- no I'm kidding. She <laughs> said it ever. But um yeah, she's kind of been a shit lib for a long time. It's too bad because I mean like I do think that she has been pretty funny. Yeah. I honestly doubt that there are that many comedians who are Sarah Silverman's age who haven't said the N-word. I think it's more of a matter of who's been caught. Yeah, and how long they thought it was funny for. (laughs) I mean, respect to her for continuing to do the joke even after multiple people probably told her it was a bad idea. Respect. Yeah, like, I guess. But, um, yeah, I'm sorry that you had to tell someone that. It was it was really dark. They were like, oh, I love Sarah Silverman. And I was like, me too, but you can't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> she did so much for normalizing uh, women over a certain age wearing pigtails. I know. I was like, thank you. It's brave. <laughs> Queen of it st- continuing to infantilize herself past the age of 45. infantilizing yourself when you have gray hair it's allowed have you ever watched an episode of comedians and cars done in coffee i actually have yeah i've watched several of them but i don't think i would recommend it no i watched the episode with miranda sings because it was like jerry seinfeld hated his life so much of all the episodes (laughs) you watch the one with miranda sings yeah because jerry seinfeld was so mad about it that he had to be on a show with her. Yeah, she wouldn't answer any of his questions. Oh, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with that show is that Jerry's it's that Jerry Seinfeld is on it. Yeah, it's a good premise. Sort of. I could leave the cars. Yeah. The coffee part is good. Yeah, they have a lot of like really porny shots of coffee being poured, which I'm on board with. The cars are for the men men who watch. The coffee's for the women. It's so disgusting to be a super rich person and then to have your hobby be cars. I know. It's, it's like, like, we get it. It's like if your hobby was, like, planes or, like, animals that you aren't technically allowed to kill unless you have a million dollars. Yeah, like, if like, your hobby's, like, <laughs> trophy hunting. Yeah, like, there are certain hobbies that I swear to God... The only reason why rich people do them is because you can't do them if you're not rich. That's probably true. Like horseback riding. If you <laughs> want to be really into it, you have to be able to afford to own and board a horse. My roommate and I were talking about this yesterday, but there's like there's three types of country people. There's okay. like people who are really into riding horses. So they think that that makes them country, but it just means that they like have money. Yes. And then there's people who are like, country because they're poor Mm -hmm. and then there's people who are really into the aesthetic of being country and are like scary and will shoot you because they like guns (laughs) i need to i need to represent like throw throw another hat in the rain okay okay i think that something that's really insidious is like middle class people who have co-opted the aesthetic of rural people, because in some groups of people, that seems to be trendy. Okay, yeah, that's true. Like They, like, my, have a cottage or something. 
yeah, my older stepbrother is so into like acting like he's a hick. Yeah, and he's, okay, like, real. Raised, raised in the suburbs. And like a lot of his friends are like that, and other some other people that I know for sure, where it's like they only listen to country music and they're like really into driving trucks and like wearing like I don't know, fucking Jack Daniels merch and stuff. Okay, I dated a girl like that. Yeah. I hadn't considered that option. It's it is. Like, it's the um, it's the other half of Boots and Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Liking country music is not a crime. No, it's fine. Co-opting an entire aesthetic around that when you're like a middle class person from the suburbs is a little bit suspicious, in my opinion. It's really dark. It's like, who hurt you? Like, why are you like this? I think that probably like 85% of fans of like modern radio country are probably like that, though. Yeah, well, like, that's, it's like the bro country. Literally, it's like there's... Uh, it's weird how country music, like popular country music, kind of became the type of music for like... I don't know how you get around it, but basically like, you know, jock and cheerleader. Dichotomy? Types. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm old, but when I was in high school, like, I guess the cool type of music or in university anyways was like EDM. Yeah. And it seems like now there's a whole subset of, uh, of country music people. Anyways, yeah, it's like I jocks. I it's better than people who were older than me again, who were all like winners and stuff. Oh god, that's that's the, much darker. That's so dark. Yeah, <laughs> I um, whenever I meet a girl and she tells me she likes country music, and then she says, "But I don't like female country artists." I'm like, "You're an abuser." <laughs> 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 I know okay. you are. Uh, female manipulator. Much. <laughs> Literally, female manipulator music is male country artists. Yeah, when I, like, tell people that I like country music and they expect me to say something cool, I'm like, I really mean, like, Shania Twain and Willie Nelson. Same. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah, like, Faith Hill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Not like, uh, I don't know, Luke Bryan. Florida Georgia Line. bro, Bro country. Um, actually, the Florida Georgia Line song with Nelly was a masterpiece. Just kidding. It wanted to be, um, fucking over and over again with Tim McGraw and Nelly so badly. Oh my god. Yeah, they tried that to do some crossover. crossover. That was a crossover for the Nelly really did it. Like, he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about the inauguration? I think so. It happened. Okay. It it happened, everybody. Peaceful transfer of power. Okay. I'm obsessed with the fact that, like, there are people who are rapidly abandoning QAnon when it actually happened because they truly did not believe in their hearts that Joe Biden was going to become the president. Oh my god, it's insane. They honestly thought that Donald Trump was going to be the president and instead Joe Biden would get arrested for pedophilia. That didn't happen, and they jumped ship. That is a real thing that happened. It's so crazy. I mean, thank God they jumped ship, but I can't believe people, like, actually believed it. Like, I like these are unironic QAnon supporters. Yeah, some people actually believed it, and then they jumped ship. 
some people like are continuing to the end to it's it's hard because there's some people you can't win with them right so it's like oh if they won that would have been a good thing but if they lose they're doing like huge mental gymnastics to try and talk around how that's actually a good thing too (laughs) yeah they're like actually this was supposed to happen Mike was telling me about how people are doing <laughs> QAnon style posts about this thing that's called the Sicilian reversal. What? <laughs> which is a chest move, a chess move where you let your opponent win so that you can actually win. What? Yes. Okay. I just can't believe the new radicals played at the inauguration. What? Am I alone in not knowing who the new radicals are? They had that one hit in like 2003, You Get What You Give. Okay. Is this like Blind Melon era stuff? Sort of. It's like, yeah, yeah. They broke up before their second single came out because the lead singer was like a Seventh Day Adventist and didn't want to film a music video. Okay. And they reunited for the first time in 20 years to play at the inauguration, but they only played that one song because they only ever had one hit because they broke up. Is it like Joe Biden's favorite song or something? No, it's just like, it's like a, like a early 2000s anthem. So I guess like a lot, probably a lot of the people that worked on the campaign really like it, but it's such a random song. Like the lyrics are like, don't give up. You've got a reason to live. But the song ends with them insulting a bunch of celebrities. And it made oh. people really mad when it came out. So that's why it's funny. Uh, you've schooled me in a history lesson. Are Mormons like vampires? Like they can't be committed to film or picture or be seen in a mirror? I don't know. Like, I think he's maybe just crazy. Okay. Wait, Seventh yeah. Day Adventists are like Latter Day Saints people, right? No, Seventh Day Adventists are like um it's like a Christian thing, but my grandfather was one actually. They like are vegetarians. They like don't believe in like cars really. Like it's more Amishy. Oh. Less culty, more like introspective. They're like uh conscientious objectors. Okay. All right. They like walk everywhere. They're like Henry David Thoreau type of Kind people. of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom told me that I like walking everywhere because my grandfather was a Seventh-day Adventist, and I was like, I don't think that's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom really said epigenetics. Yeah, I was like, first of all, I'm not vegetarian. Um, I think you're being homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> you're being homophobic. <laughs> um, if you weren't being homophobic, you would realize I have to walk everywhere because I'm gay. Um, yeah, exactly. Do you want, do you think that um, there's a direct correlation between having to walk everywhere because you're gay, um, because you like enjoy listening to your headphones or whatever, and being the type of person who likes to wear your headphones and like dramatically stare out the window of a car? <laughs> absolutely because i'm both of those types of people um (laughs) i am too i wonder if there's a link between having to walk everywhere because you're gay and having to walk everywhere because you're mentally ill yeah i mean some people just like to get their steps in i guess yeah personally can't count the steps don't want to know 
Maybe there's some sort of... Uh, my um, my dad is, like, a strange person. Um, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I think I've done enough posting or talking about it for people to kind of get the vibe that he's really strange. Um, but, like, he gets... Uh, He's really, really, really compulsive. Like, he gets into doing things, like, obsessively. Yeah. Like, he'll only eat the same food over (laughs) and over and over again. Uh, Me too, yeah. (laughs) I'm also... I also inherited some of these traits, but I try to avoid them. But one thing that he got that he, like, has never really abandoned is uh, he really, really is obsessed with counting his steps. Oh, good. And he got to the point where he had to be at his store every day, and he didn't have a job. So it got to the point where he was, like, walking, like, six hours a day. Like, because he he would get 20,000 steps, and then he'd be like, the next day I have to get 21,000 steps. Oh, my God. There's no way to stop that. No. And he gave himself... Well, something did happen. God intervened because he gave himself... Uh, bone spurs on his oh my god from walking too much that's so bad also he's gay but i think this is more of a mentally ill thing (laughs) (laughs) did i ever tell you about the time i went to the er to get an x-ray on my foot because it was broken and the doctor showed me the wrong x-rays and he was like well you don't have a broken foot but you do have bone spurs and i was like those are not my (laughs) x-rays they're not my I was like, that is a 65-year-old man's ankle. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's like a size 12 man's foot. It's like actually just my dad's x-rays. Yeah, it was your dad's x-rays. Good. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's funny. I think there could be some sort of gene that like makes your, made your drama like, grandpa like to walk that made you like to walk, but I don't think like him... What, like, it's hard to separate what you like and what you do from, like, what is just natural to you, right? Yeah. How can we decide, how much of our interest do we really decide to, like, pursue versus how much are we just, like, meant to like what we like, right? Yeah, like, how much of our, how much are we, like, driven towards those because we're predisposed? Exactly. Like, I don't think your grandfather, if he had no prior interest in walking, I don't think him doing a shit ton of walking because of his religious beliefs could have had any genetic influence on you. (laughs) You know, getting to walk everywhere, right? I don't think there's such thing as as uh, religious epigenetics. No, <laughs> but maybe that's something we should look into. <laughs> maybe someone needs to study that. That's the type of insane shit that moms are always saying, though. Right? You I know? was like, you oh, okay. Like, <laughs> drop something heavy on your foot, and your mom's like, you're just like your grandmother, and you're like, fucking what? Yeah, oh my god. I'm like, I don't think that has anything to do with... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, like, my mom is convinced that everyone in her family is, like, predisposed to, like, walking backwards and not paying attention to where they're going. (laughs) Like, backing away from counters instead of turning around. And I was like, I don't know about that. It is interesting. I think you can, like, definitely inherit or learn, but, like, primarily inherit, like, mannerisms or whatever. Like, I was thinking about this pretty recently, but it's, like, I don't look that much like my brother anymore, but when we're in the same room together, you can definitely tell that we're related. 
Oh, yeah, because you have similar, like, affects or whatever. We have similar, very similar mannerisms, and our faces move in the same way, and, like, we speak similarly. Yeah, that's real. For sure. Um, So it's, like, even if you, and they've done, like, quite a few studies of this with, like, twins who were raised separately and stuff like that, but it's, like, there are people who, a lot of the time people have the same interests and things like that, but, like, they make the same facial expressions and move in similar ways or whatever. So it's, like, I guess walking backwards is a bit of an extrapolation of that, but being clumsy could definitely be inherited because the inherited trait would just be, like, I don't know poor depth perception or like inattention <laughs> yeah attention deficits yeah i uh adult <laughs> i mean i've said this before but twins freak me out yeah, i don't believe in sure. them for sure definitely <laughs> there are twins in my boyfriend's family so if we had ever had children i would be afraid that we could have twins i'm afraid of it too because there's twins run in my family too and none of my cousins have had twins so i'm like oh it must be me <sighs> That's not how it works. I know. <laughs> never be bad at statistics on this podcast. I know. That's what that does to me. Okay, five. Let's go back to talking about the inauguration. We got so far off base. Who else performed? J-Lo. J-Lo performed, which is hilarious. Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. She looked like shit. She looked bad. Talked about the outfits. She looked bad. I always forget that, like... Even in the, like, paparazzi photos and stuff that we see of celebrities, a lot of the time they're still edited. Yeah. Right? Or so like, live stream of, is, like, pretty unforgiving. Pretty unforgiving, dude. And also, what the fuck was up with her Hunger Games ass outfit? I know, it was weird. Like, that was a choice. And then the, I read a thing from the designer and it was like, I just wanted to celebrate this great country that I live, love so much. And it was like, what fucking country? With District that? 12? Yeah. I try to give her a pass for looking like shit in the face because she's lupus, but um, <laughs> the outfit was unforgivable. Well, like, because she's on, like, the on Selena, the, suppressants, the Selena, right? The Selena Gomez to Lady Gaga water retention prednisone face pipeline exactly (laughs) i didn't know she had lupus but that does explain it i suppose yeah but like the outfit was still bad god that is so horrible like to have to be on some sort of medication that would swallow your face up i know right like uh what is that called a immunosuppressant yeah, big head havers, I know you hear me. We don't need these things inflated any more than they already are. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot of inauguration memes about Bernie Sanders, because he was, like, yeah. present. <laughs> he attended the thing that was probably somewhat of a professional obligation for him to attend. He didn't look like he was having a great time. Presumably it was told out. I mean, I would, I'd be bored. He looked bored and he looked like he was told. So, yeah. I mean, but imagine if he hadn't gone. Really yeah, of course. I think it was kind of funny. I saw a tweet that was like, uh, he was sitting like that and people are like, someone is going to find a way to call this misogynist. And then some girl did a tweet about how it was problematic that Bernie Sanders didn't even try to put in the emotional labor. Oh my God, I saw that. Pretending that he wanted to be there because women have to do that all the time. (laughs) People don't know what the word emotional labor means. 
I guess they're ter- they're correct in like meaning that it's like emotional labor to act like you want to be somewhere that you have to be for your job when you don't have to be there. I personally never perform that type of labor. <laughs> no, I won't go. Um, but I think that like even if we take what she said on face value, right? So it's like he's not performing emotional labor because he's acting like he doesn't want to be there, right? And women have to do this all the time. I don't think the goal of feminism should be that men have to perform emotional labor too. No, it should be nobody has to. Nobody has to do it. Yeah. (laughs) It should have been like a girl boss moment where it's like, yes, Bernie, like, isn't pretending to be having a good time. Why should he? It doesn't matter. I have a new theory about girl boss phrases. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so things sound girl bossy if a straight girl is saying it, but they would just sound horny if a gay girl was saying it. Continue. Like if someone's like, oh, like, yas girl, like, go be on your hot girl shit, like, whatever, like, do <laughs> do you. Like, people say that and they're, they mean like, uh, like, you know, like, you don't need to, like, change for a man, like, go be yourself, whatever. But if a gay girl says that, it's just, like, it doesn't have the same effect. So I'm like, is it girl boss <laughs> or are we just being homophobic because women are being independent? It's so hard to, like, put any sort of, um, like, moral leaning on. I mean, we know what girl boss shit really I means, mean, right? Yes. Like, but it's yes. so hard to put any sort of moral leaning on it because, like, the language of being a girl boss itself is so entrenched in the fact that it's white girls talking like white gays who are talking like you mean, black like black women. women. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically like, what it is. It's been filtered through so many layers that it's like I guess I hope lesbians don't want to sound like that. <laughs> right yeah well i just like yeah like i don't know i was just thinking about it today and i was like if a gay girl said this someone would accuse them of like being horny don't be on your hot girl shit someone would be like you are doing toxic masculinity and literally encouraging women to post hot pictures of themselves so that you can consume them via the male gaze. It literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I just have such a hard time with stuff like emotional labor. It's like there are a lot of forms of labor that women do that men don't really do, but it's like I hope that we just like abolish them. <laughs> As opposed to expecting men to come up and meet them, meet us at them, you know, kind of like the the solution to like, okay, women aren't allowed to be in the workforce is like, okay, now women are allowed to be in the workforce. And now it's like, okay, so now women are just as exploited by the workplace as men are, if not more. Plus, they're expected to do all the responsibilities of like maintaining domestic life. Like, yeah, it's that like wasn't a solution. It doesn't it, mean, like, tatting people with more stupid things that they shouldn't have to do. <laughs> it's like when we made gay people eligible for the draft. <laughs> that was not the solution. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, good news. Gay people can be in the military now. Like, great. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> the Navy already existed. <laughs> <laughs> The Navy is just the gay army. It is. 
uh, something a little frosty about a guy who willingly goes on a boat, you know? Am I right? Am I right, ladies? If your boyfriend sails, look into it. Um, yeah, I think that's something that was I didn't really understand about the inauguration was why everyone wore all monochromatic outfits. I tried to read an article. Yeah, Kamala wore all purple. Hildod wore all purple. (laughs) Dr. Jill Biden wore all blue. Jayla wore all white. Weird. Uh, Finnegan Biden, which is a dog's name, not a girl's name, wore all beige. (laughs) Michelle Obama wore all burgundy, and quite frankly, her belt looked cheap. (laughs) I didn't think she looked good. I didn't think she looked good. I thought the fit that the people put her in was a crime. The coat was nice. The top could have been nice, but I didn't see it without the coat on, obviously. But the pants and the belt looked like they were from Dynamite. Yeah. It definitely wasn't great. No. And... Of course, I tried to read an article from Harper's Bazaar called Why Everybody Wore All Monochromatic Colors at the Inauguration, but I didn't get any answers. They just talked about what people wore. Oh, well, that's not helpful. They didn't say if it was supposed to symbolize anything or if they all talked to each other beforehand or if that's some sort of tradition or something. Yeah, I guess maybe it's a tradition, but we've just never noticed. Like, I don't know. I wasn't that tuned into the Trump inauguration. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I'm sure Melania looked nice, though. Probably. She's usually dressed well. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about Melania, but she definitely, like, aside from the coat, the famous coat that she wore, and her def- her supremely Eastern European sunglasses, <laughs> okay, she true. did always look nice and classy. Um... Also, I'm confused as to what Kamala Harris's stepdaughter was doing there, but she was there. She looked like shit. And then I looked at a lot of other pictures of her being a Brooklyn baby with a secretly rich dad. Yeah, she looked very much art ho. I guess yeah, she had to people, go. A lot of people were saying that her coat looked like it had been thrown up on, which is true, but unfortunately doesn't seem like something that she could have known before she was photographed in it at a distance. Yeah, she's probably never worn it before. She did not do her hair, though. She had, like, straggly, curly hair with, like, a weird headband on and her glasses. Like... I thought the outfit was lazy. Like, if you want to look like an art hoe, that's fine. But get someone to help you, at least. Like, I don't know what was going on there. I guess it's impressive that she managed to look like an art hoe, even in a bit overcoat. I guess she gave us a lot of signals, like the bid white collar. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there's going to be so much discourse about Kamala Harris's stepdaughter for, like, four years. It's going to be brutal. I kind of feel bad for her, honestly. True. I guess she didn't ask for it, but, like, this is also, like, falling under the umbrella of, like, what we talk about on here so often is that, like, if you look into various subcultures, like, you look into people that you know from, like, art scenes or, like, even stuff like hardcore or whatever, and you're confused as to how they live where they live and they always have money. It's like, they have rich parents. They're just cosplaying. True. I love when people go home for the holidays and then continue to post from their parents, like, mansions and stuff, or they're like, oh, my parents' indoor pool. What? <laughs> <laughs> like... 
you're just playing poor. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fun if you don't actually have to be poor. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty not looks, fun. I know that they're all looks so like thrifted or whatever, and it's like obviously we don't necessarily know if she's like has any pretenses or whatever, but it's like you would be surprised if somebody with a dad as rich as Kamala Harris's husband could produce a daughter that looks like that, right? Like, obviously, she doesn't look like money. No, and she's obviously doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's like a trendy art ho thing. It's like, um, it's just like the, like a later version of like the poor little rich girl thing from like the early 2000s. (laughs) It's very Grimes, too. Don't even fucking start me on Grimes, dude. Sorry. <laughs> she has so much money, she never fits her teeth. I know. She had eye surgery instead. Yeah, well, it costs a lot of money to look cheap, I guess, in the world of Dolly Parton. I guess so. Yeah, true. <laughs> she did it right, though. <laughs> she was poor. She just maintained the look. <laughs> it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Consistency. <laughs> Me when I constantly had a spray tan and, like, inch lawn fake nails. Okay, true. <laughs> I miss it. <laughs> Anyways, um, nothing of real consequence or interest, I guess, at the inauguration. It was boring. Joe Biden pageantry. Now. Thank God it's been four years. I can finally come. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm is, is the sex strike over? <laughs> is the sex strike over? Alyssa Milano. Can anyone get Alyssa Milano on the phone to tell her whether or not we're allowed to have sex again? Yeah, like what's going on? Was that <laughs> was for so, I forgot abortion that it was an inauguration yesterday. What? Sorry? Was the sex strike for abortion rights? I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was a me too thing. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> It was, like, the unironic version of being, like, nobody is having sets with men until we figure out what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Sort of idea, I guess. Uh. (laughs) Anyways, should we talk about the internet? The internet? The internet. The internet. The internet. The internet. Do you have a beef? Uh, I do have a beef. Okay. So, my beef... Guys, I'm back on the dating apps classically my my beef is about dating apps okay people who say stupid shit as like like okay i hate when girls message me first i also hate when they don't message me first but i hate when they message me first because they always say something (laughs) stupid i blocked a girl the other day because she messaged me and she was like the last photo of you looks really gay i was like yeah what are we doing here we're two girls on a dating app what do you want from me bitch you're messaging me i I blocked her i at first i gave her a chance i said how so yeah and then she explained so then i blocked her (laughs) she she had a real answer yeah i was like i was like how so and she was like i don't know i guess it's the apron that you're wearing or the fact that you're cooking and i was like block like uh I'm gay. I don't understand. Yeah, girl. This is a dating (laughs) app for gay people. (laughs) You think she thought she was being funny? I think so. (laughs) Okay. I was not in the mood. 
Well, much to think about. I would have hit someone with a block for that, too. I don't care if you're trying to be funny. Don't fucking come around me with that shit. Yeah, don't be like, you look gay. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks. It's just a little on the nose. Yeah. You hope like, that people would reach a little bit further outside the box. What do you say to that? Thanks? What other trying you to say stuff to people? <laughs> Thanks, you too. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I guess at least I'm not leaving anything up to the imagination, right? Like, there's, it's all cut and dry here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People really like to message me, and the first thing they'll say is, do you smoke weed? Why? Just they want to get high? I guess. Or they're like, they can't date someone who doesn't smoke weed, or they can't date someone who does smoke weed. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Probably they wanted to they wanted to high and they wouldn't. They want me to smoke, smoke them out. Weed. It's not gonna happen, honey. Yeah, that's how that's how you uh, you go up to a lesbian couple and you ask. It's like not which one is the girl and which one is the boy. It's like which one is expected to buy the weed. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> it's not me. I don't even know how to roll a joint, so that's what oh. I should start saying. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to roll a joint. <sighs> Thinking about being on dating apps is, well, like, dark in a lot of ways, but, like, I don't know how I would even broach the topic of the fact that I don't drink or smoke... Well, I would smoke weed, but, like, I don't really... Yeah. ...anymore. Um, I just feel like people are strange about it. It's insane, like... I can't even deal. People will, like, message me and they'll be like, haha, I'm having a glass of wine, lol. And I'm like, ew, you're drinking in your own home by yourself? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's insane. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think people are stranger about you uh, not wanting to date someone who doesn't drink than people would be about not wanting to date someone who does drink, which doesn't really make sense to me. But clearly I'm biased. I mean, I yeah, mean, I don't Ideally, know. I would prefer to not date someone who drinks, right? But yeah. That seems like a more reasonable ask than to expect somebody to drink for you or with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you can do that, I guess. It's your own business. Yeah. If you want that to be your little thing. <laughs> Don't you have any hobbies? Sorry. <laughs> Literally, though. Anyways, my beef is just dating apps because I just, maybe I'm just in a bad mood or I just hate everybody, but anything that people do, I am annoyed. Like, they message me first, I'm mad. They don't message me first, I'm like, what? You want me to message you first? You're not hot enough. Like, it's just, it's, it's really dark. You can't win with you, eh, Sophie? No. <laughs> I get that. I would never message someone first, honestly. Unless no. oh like, my God. there's something very distinctive in their profile, I guess, maybe. like I Unless they're, some... like, really hot. Yeah, like, no. I guess so. <laughs> I have a beef, which is that... I have a beef with myself, sort of. Okay. But other people also. Um, but I also participate in this behavior, so I'm canceling myself. Um... People need to just, like, if you're having a bad time online, just remove yourself from the situation. Like, I'm yeah. learning to do this more, trying to be conscientious with, like, my screen time. And I've been really good with it. Like, I put screen time limits on Twitter and Instagram. And, like, I'm trying to bring it down on the whole. 
Um, just for my phone, for the record. Like, I'm still doing work on my computer, reading on my Kindle, playing video games, whatever. But I think specifically what I mean when I'm saying I'm trying to reduce reduce screen time, I don't really count, like, reading on my Kindle or playing a video game. As no, factoring into that because it's like what I'm trying to talk about more. So it's like reducing how much time and energy I put into social media, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I specifically want to talk about is like if somebody is bothering you that you follow online, especially if it's someone that you don't know, like you're not friends with them, you're not mutuals with them, even if you are mutuals with them, you can just mute them. But if it's someone that you don't know and you're following them on Twitter or Instagram and it happens multiple times that something about them bothers you, something about their content, like, annoys you or makes you feel bad or something, it's like, just disengage. Just smack that unfollow. Why don't you do it? You you don't owe them anything. Why don't you do it the first fucking time? You don't have to, like, weigh the pros and cons of such a relatively inconsequential decision before you, like, make a positive choice for your own sanity. <laughs> I love unfollowing people, even if we're mutuals and, like, we've had rapport in the past and realistically it's kind of cunty for me to unfollow them. I'll do it. Oh, my God. I can't do it. I'm so avoidant about that I did it once thing. and the person immediately messaged me asking what they did wrong. And I was like, see, this is why I unfollowed. So then I just blocked them. I was like, Bye. <laughs> See, because here's the here's the thing, right? It's like I'm terrified of that happening. Yeah, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's like, well, you should know better than to do that. But it's like I don't even want to cause the situation in the first place, so I'll just hit the mute if it's someone that I actually know. Sort of. Yeah, muting is good though. But if it's like in the case that I'm sort of talking about here, it's like it's that's when it's like someone posts both, even if they are mutual or not a mutual. I don't need to keep saying that but (laughs) um yeah someone posts stuff that you like but also they post quite a bit of stuff that really gets under your strand so like that's bad that's really hard um and in most cases i'll just mute them and then i can go look at their shit if i want to like if it's a mutual or if it's like let's say an instagram famous person uh i'll just unfollow like because i that's why I specifically like my beef is with myself today because someone had posted multiple things that I was like oh their content's pretty good usually though like I'll just ignore it and then it kept happening and it took me like fucking five times for that to happen before I hit unfollow like I'm just pumping garbage into my brain for no reason for someone I don't even know or care about yeah and it's like why am I subjecting myself to this it's unnecessary it's harmful (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, I I don't mean to talk about this on the podcast all the time, but it's like, I like following people who talk about food, um, obviously, because that's a hobby for me. And I like following people who talk about exercising. So that's also a hobby for me. Unfortunately, people who talk about food do sometimes end up talking about dieting. And also, especially people who post about exercising at some point end up talking about dieting. And it's like, I'm not even really that harmed by somebody saying that they want to lose weight or something but it does really upset me to hear people saying really negative things about their body that like aren't even a joke or to talk about their extremely like restrictive and quite frankly unscientific and ineffective methods of restricting their food intake 
Yeah, when someone's, like, self-abusing on the timeline, it's, like, it kind of gets awkward because it's, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, obviously, you feel bad for them, but also, like, you don't have to be subjected to that either. Especially because a lot of the time, the thing that they're self-abusing about is, like, maybe something that you have done or you know why that's, like, not really as bit of a problem as they think it is and you want to be helpful. But then it's, like, it's already upsetting you to even see that thing in the first place. So how much more of yourself are you really going to give to this random person online, even if you do know them, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, It can't be, like, at your own expense. Yeah, like, I've had a lot of friends over the years who were really, like, working through their own issues, but trying to support them through their issues actually kind of gave me issues that I didn't have in the first place. (laughs) That's so real. Right? So it's like, you don't want that to happen especially with people that you're not particularly close with. And sometimes it is even healthy healthy for you to distance yourself from people when they're going through something like that, (laughs) even if they are your friend, you know? Yeah, it's like, I can't be that for you. Yeah, I just had to tell a girl I was friends with once, like, I'm not friends with her anymore, but, like, I was like, you gotta stop posting pictures of, like, Instagram models in our group chat. Because it's like, oh you just God. do it to self-abuse, and now you're making me want to self-abuse. Yeah, you're, like, punishing me also. Yeah, exactly. Like, just keep it to yourself. <laughs> I've had that problem with girls that I've dated before, too, where it's like, okay, I need you to stop, like, talking about how you're insecure about your body all the time. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to hear it. Sorry. Yeah, well, it's like, first of all, it's hurtful because it's like that's someone that you love or you care for. So yeah. you don't want to see them, you don't want to see their feelings hurt, right? So it's like, it doesn't mean that they can never tell you about what problems they're having. But it's like, when it's, if the problem is I feel bad about my body, that's fine. If the problem is I think my thighs are gigantic or something specific like that, it's like, no, I'm just watching somebody I love hurt their own feelings. And that's really difficult like for me plus then it's like then you gotta start thinking about your own fucking body exactly no body talk that would be a really hard part i think for me of being in a relationship with a woman yeah no you can't you gotta have no body talk ever yeah unless it's like obviously complimentary towards each other yeah of course commenting on your own body in like a harmful way just you're just fostering a negative environment it's like that stupid saying that's like you take on the qualities of the five people that you spend the most time with or whatever but it's like I can't be around people who are being extremely negative especially about themselves or even about other people I just can't be around people who are being super negative all the time It puts you in a dark place, you know, like, psychically. Yeah, it's like literally talking to somebody who is like that all the time. It's like being in jail. Like, it just sucks your your fucking energy out of you. And it's like, it's like real energy vampire shit. And also, it just like, you're putting all your resources into like supporting them. Plus, then you're, like, being taxed because then it's, like, it's putting these things in your brain that you weren't even thinking about. Like. Yeah. 
Anyways, so if someone is harming you, I guess my <coughs> the point of my beef is if somebody's content is really fucking bothering you, even if it's for the stupidest reason, like even if you just think that they're annoying, just save yourself the fucking mental effort and take a negative stimuli out of your life. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like you can just <laughs> not put yourself through that anymore. Yeah. Care about yourself enough to just stop. You have control over your own experience of online, which is something that I think people need to remember, especially when they're doing things like hate following, which is not something oh, that God. I not something that I engage in. No. Um, but it, like if you have the opportunity to <laughs> in a cost benefit analysis, if something is like every time you see someone's content, it makes you feel annoyed or you don't like them or they say stuff that makes you feel bad about yourself or something. It is such a low cost and such a high benefit to just eliminate that from your life and to free yourself from having to consume it. Yeah, it's it's a level of maturity that not very many people ever reach. <laughs> well, thank it you. It is. <laughs> Welcome. You're so mature. <laughs> I try to be, I honestly try to be mindful about at least about like protecting my own mental energy and not making myself feel bad for things that are unnecessary I think and trying to curate my experience of online but that's taken a really 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 long time and I'm still working on it like I just said I just took five fucking times for me to unfollow some stupid Instagram check (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it's easy you know sometimes someone's just annoying and you're like fuck yeah unfollow (laughs) Oh, that's when it feels good. You get the dopamine rush. Yeah. Other times you're like, am I so like mentally weak that I can't see someone saying that they're not eating a slice of birthday cake on their boyfriend's birthday? And then I'm like, you know what? No, I can't fucking handle this. I have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's psychotic. Yeah. It's like, no. I can't. Yeah. I just can't have that sort of like influence. <laughs> no. Anyways, that's my beef. Yeah. It's uh evergreen. <laughs> it's a constant project. <laughs> it is. Just Do you have a dumb be, bitch? Just don't be around people who don't make you feel dead, online or off. Um <laughs> I don't have a dumb bitch of the week. Actually. Nice. Um Nope, I'm dead. I do. It's, uh, it's myself. What? Yeah, I think I bullied my doctor so much that they gave me a new doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, a positive for me, because mine was stupid, but I kind of feel bad. Bullying slaps. Yeah, apparently. She transferred you. She requested you to be transferred. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I think so, because I had an appointment two weeks ago, and she was like, okay, we'll follow up in two weeks. And then I had my appointment, and it was a different doctor. And he was like, yeah, I'm taking your case file. And I was like, LOL. (laughs) Maybe she's pregnant or something. Maybe. I don't know. I was like, damn, I might have been really mean to her. Well, I mean, it sucks to be mean to people at their job, but, like, doctors made a lot of money, and also you weren't getting, like, the quality of care that you needed. So maybe it's a reality chat for her. Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever, get me to the intern. I don't care. <laughs> he clearly has no idea what he's doing, which is funny, but he's nice. Well, that's a step in the right direction. 
he was like, so did you know that you can go to the hospital if you're feeling extremely anxious? And I was like, well, that's not really true. And he was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for the info, Kane. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, that's not really a real option. And he was like, yeah. (laughs) Especially not right now. Yeah, I was like, okay. Like, it's not a great option at the best of times, but... It's, like, a fake option anyways, but, like, that's not it. Dude, my mom got mad at me for not going to the doctor because I gave myself a fucking, like, second-degree burn on Oh, God, yeah. Cooking my hand on the top drill of the briller. <laughs> I mean, it's bad, but they're not going to do anything. Well, that's what I said. I was like, well, I'm already, like, cleaning it, putting on polysporin, applying, like, second skin. I don't know. Is it healing? Starting to... It's still, okay. like, it's still in the phase where it, like, ugh, this is so gross, I'm sorry. But, like, oh, it whatever. wasn't that bad, and then it was really bad, and then it stabbed, and then it cracked, and that was when it was, Oof. like, extremely painful. So all of those stabs are gone, and now there's new stab. So, I don't know. It got slightly smaller, I think, but still looks okay. like shit and hurts. Yeah, like, they won't do anything for you unless you, like, literally need surgery, so I don't know. Yeah, I know. I said I'm not going to the fucking doctor unless it gets, like, so infected that I think they're gonna have to remove my hand or something, which honestly yeah, if it starts... would be a slay if it wasn't my dominant hand. If it was my left hand... <laughs> I was gonna hand, say, you want to be an amputee so bad. I, literally, how long have I been talking about my potential hook hand? Um, I know. But I just wish I could have chosen which hand it would be, you know? Ideally, it would have been my left. But then it's like I probably wouldn't have been st- sticking my non-dominant hand in the oven, right? Realistically? Yeah. Think about it. So, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is so, this is how fucked up this country is. I'm like, if at least if I lost my hand, I could collect disability. Literally, though. <laughs> what? I'm like, I'd have a little bit more money. <laughs> so fucked. As long as I didn't marry my boyfriend, right? Think yeah, about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I won't be going to the. F- I was like, Mom, what's worse? Having a burn that hurts and is kind of bad, but they can't do anything for, or catching COVID at the fucking walk in clinic? Because your immune system is suppressed because you have a burn on your hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Think about it. <laughs> what do I want to, yeah, what do I want to have? Fucking, like, a burn on my hand and COVID? Like, that's not going to be cute. Okay, so you know how you said that if you had two amputated legs, you'd have to get huge fake tits? Yeah. Would you have to get huge fake tits if you lost your hand, or would that just be, like, its own thing? Um, If I had a hook hand... Mm, no, I think that'd I'd be, be enough. Fine, but I think I'd be. I think I would never be able to dress. Well, no, it's hard to say because I think it's more of a surprise if you're like dressed really casually and then someone sees you and you just have a, a hand that's a hook. But I think it's extremely glamorous. If you're my mom worked dr- with a guy who had a hook hand, dressed to the nines all the time. True. Why would you have a hook at this point? Can't you just get a face Shh. hand? She didn't get it either. That's what she she keeps like talks about it all the time. She's like, I don't understand why he won't just get a hand. 
I mean, I'm. I think I'm with him, but I still don't understand <laughs> his choice. I can't explain the psyche. I, I just know that I have it. Can you imagine? Okay, this is this is gonna be an elaborate fantasy. Can you imagine how mad my mom would be if I lost my hand and I decided to get a hook instead of a that hand? That would be worth it. That would be worth it alone. <laughs> just imagine how mad your mom would be. My mom would be. It's true. <laughs> Like, what's that about? I live to make my mom slightly pissed off and really confused. She'd have to talk about it all the time. Like, she'd be like, Evelyn, I just don't understand why you won't get a different prosthetic. Yeah. But if it was my left hand, it wouldn't matter. Think about that. No. (laughs) (laughs) But if it was my right hand, I'd need to get some sort of... Or learn to, like, put eyeliner on with my left hand. Oh, God. Teach Mike how to do it, maybe. That's oh my God. <laughs> like no chance in hell that that would happen. Anyways, do you have a tweet of the week? I do. Okay, go for it. My tweet of the week is from Ice-T. Okay, good. For the record, I don't trust any politician. Good. Tweeted yesterday during the inauguration. <laughs> Thanks, King. <laughs> um... My tweet of the week. I see always has his thumb on the pulse. He's he's good. He says whatever he wants. My tweet of the week is from Kenzie at PK underscore Kenzie. And they said, enemies to lovers is only good if they're gay. If I wanted to see a man and a woman yell at each other, I just go downstairs and eat with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. It's so funny. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I already I'm already aware of some enemies to lovers in this house. <laughs> I'm aware of really all most married couples are lovers to enemies more so. True. The other way. Trap card reverse. <laughs> I really feel so bad for like obviously like I came up in a turbulent household, but it's so much worse for people whose parents like have hated each other as long as they can remember but they've been too waspy to ever get a divorce oh my god right they won't get divorced what's that about it dude it's like a wasp thing like they think it would bring like too much shame on the family so they rather like lock it inside and just hate each other in silence and make their children grow up to be miserable people instead i had an ex whose parents were like that and i was like i this is insane me too. They had heterosexual bedroom death. Yeah. They, yeah. Sleep in separate bedrooms. That's horrible. People... It's insane. People talk about, like, sleep divorce, and it's like, I think that you need to... I think that the solution to not being able to sleep well if your partner is in bed with you is to, like, work on being able to do that rather than getting a separate bedroom yeah i don't know work on your sleep hygiene yeah it just seems like it's like learn to sleep with a mask and earphones like i don't know i don't know i don't sleep well ever so like so what's it it really gonna change (laughs) and i sleep like a rock always so doesn't really matter which is also which is good because it means i can't be stirred by other people but it also usually means that I don't stir other people unless I start sleep talking and sleep walking and that's a whole other separate issue but whatever all bets are off (laughs) 
my toxic girlfriend who wakes me up in the middle of the night by screaming in her sleep. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Yeah. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Stop.